Warning, this podcast contains descriptions of alleged supernatural events that may at times be disturbing to some listeners. At the time, I was like agnostic, borderline atheist. I believed that people could tell the future. I was a rapper, so I was literally just looking for somebody to tell me that I'm going to be a famous rapper. That's why I wanted to know the future, right? I wanted them to read my palm, tell me I'm going to be a famous rapper. Obviously, the weirdest part of the entire thing. Like, this is absolutely bananas. So she was like, look, we're going to fix your life. We're going to give you everything that you want in your life, you know? want to be a famous musician we're, we're going to do that you want a big influence we'll do that you want money you want women you want this it's like we're, we're going to do that what i didn't realize is she meant like we as in the saints you know the saints are going to do this for you really yeah she's like well those are those aren't saints those are demons i'm braxton hunter a seminary professor who's used to talking about the supernatural in theological philosophical and biblical discussions but I wanted to lay aside the textbooks for one project and hear from those who claim to have shocking experiences. This season on Supernatural Stories, you'll hear encounters involving the demonic, the angelic, the bizarre, and the miraculous as I track down men and women from all walks of life and academic achievement, from scientists to students and from the young to the old. All kinds of people have supernatural stories. I hope you'll stick with us and hear them all. But for today, let's get back to John. This supernatural storyteller, John Clash, appears to be a younger, leaner, and worst of all, better looking version of myself. Bald head, solid beard, and the kind of personality that instantly welcomes you as though you both just remembered you were best friends as teenagers. John's cool in the obvious way, you know, rapper guy cool, but he's more meaningfully cool in that he's transparent, an open book. And we pick up his story on the night that his hunger for his dreams led him into a dark new way of life. Being a white guy uh, from New York, this is not something that, that would normally happen to somebody who's like me. But because I have so many friends who are Latino, you know, I have a bunch of Puerto Rican, my wife is Puerto Rican, uh, my friends are Dominican, like I have a lot of different Latino friends. I kind of got introduced to something that most white people don't get introduced to, right? And it was all just from one of my friends was like, bro, you got to come see this lady. Uh, she, she's going to tell you your future. At the time, I was like agnostic, borderline atheist. I didn't really care. I still, some for some reason, like believed in ghosts, right? Like, it made no sense. I have an atheist that believes in ghosts. But, I, I, you know, I, I was just like, I believed that people could tell the future. You know, when I was in Atlantic City, I remember I got my palm red and stuff like that. Like, I just, I was like, I, I was a rapper. So I was literally just looking for somebody to tell me that I'm going to be a famous rapper. 
who are some of the big uh, like people that you kind of wanted to be like? Oh, Eminem was number one. You know that that was it. But I, since I was from New York, it was like uh, Jada Kiss, and I know Jada Kiss. Uh, but yeah, DMX. I remember uh, it was like Fifty Cent was like my idol at one point you know these guys it was a style of music that i was making too that real like new york gritty um you know tough guy type music that's why i wanted to know the future right i wanted them to read my palm tell me i'm going to be a famous rapper the one lady who read my palm said i'd be working with my hands for the rest of my life so i was pretty upset about that so anyway, uh, my friend says, uh, this lady, you got to come see her. She's, she's going to be, um, you know, she'll tell you your future. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let, let's do it. And then I show up there and it's some of my friends that I know. And then it's also some people that I don't know. And then the lady who tells us our future, like I recognized her, right? She's somebody that we all know. So I'm there and they're playing music. It's, it's really cool. They're like smoking cigars. They're drinking beers and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is the coolest, you know, psychic I ever been to. This is me thinking it's, it's a psychic, right? And I still have no idea really what's going on. And then all of a sudden, it's like things just change. And it's like, oh, it's go time. Like whatever's going to happen is going to happen. So I'm still completely unaware. I think this lady's just going to like go around and tell me my future or tell, you know, each person tell them their future. And this just is like a, like a future telling party, right? Like that's, that's what I thought that it was. And so I'm sitting there drinking my beer and all of a sudden this lady just like starts tweaking out, right? And starts like laughing really loud and like, like turning into somebody that she's not, right? And all of this is happening like she's saying things in Spanish and I have no idea what she's saying because I don't speak Spanish. I'm working on it now because I live in Puerto Rico, but at the time I didn't know any Spanish at all. So I'm, I'm watching this lady kind of like just, just turn into something else and I'm still like just drinking my beer like yo there's some wild stuff you know like just really thinking it's weird but I got no discernment. I don't know what the heck is going on. I'm thinking it's part of the show or something like that, right? By the way, I, I got, I need you to like picture the setting real quick. There's a whole bunch of like candles lit. Like it, it looks like any cookie cutter seance movie that, that you could think of. That's kind of what it looked like, right? Except in my friend's apartment. So it, it was like a makeshift, like seance looking thing where people were drinking beer and smoking cigars and, and having a good time. So this lady starts going into it, it. I guess it was a trance, right? This is what I'm thinking at the time. Like she's going into a trance. And then she starts just like picking people, right? Just picking people and talking to them. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, all right, cool. I guess, you know, I, I, I guess this is it. Like this is when she tells us this stuff. And as she's, she talks to somebody, talks to somebody, talks to somebody. Then she like goes back in her little corner. Uh, and like there was these sashes that they wore there was there was like she she would wear different color sashes right so i don't remember the exact colors but you know blue red yellow uh kind of like like bandanas except they were um it looked like silk right so she she would take one off and then she would put the other one on and now she's a different person 
like a completely different person. And nobody's explaining to me what the heck is going on. You know, I'm just watching this all unfold. And then finally, somebody tells me that she's getting possessed by the saints. Like, you know, Catholic saints like St. Michael, St. John, like the saints that. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is some. This is some Catholic stuff that's going on. Some like Catholic fortune teller thing that's going on. I'm like, oh, all right. Every different saint was like a different person. And it, this time it was only a, a couple different ones, right? It was like two or three, I think she, she changed into. And then she asked to speak to me. And she brought me over. And she's speaking to me in Spanish. And, you know, I have my friend there who is uh, who's interpreting it and, and telling me what she's saying. So the first thing that, like, got me bugged out was I responded to her in English and she answered my questions. Like, if I asked her a question, she would answer the question in Spanish without my friend interpreting it. And I know that this lady doesn't know English. She went on to tell me uh, about things in my past, right? So these things in my past that I never told anybody at this point, like up to this point in my life, I never told anybody about these things that happened when I was a kid. So I'm like, nah, this is crazy that she knows this stuff. Like this is absolutely bananas. So she was like, look, we're going to fix your life. We're going to give you, obviously I'm getting this translated, but she's like, we're going to give you everything that you want in your life. You know, you want to be a famous musician. We're, we're going to do that. You want a big influence. We'll do that. You want money. You want, uh, you know, uh, women. You want this. Like, we're, we're going to do that. Right. And I'm like, what's she saying? We. Right. Like, it, it just, I'm like, we, we're going to do that. Right. What I didn't realize is she meant like we as in the saints. You know, the saints are going to do this for you. This was it. He didn't know it. But this mic's about to drop, and the atheist rapper who wants it all has to make this decision. And it's worth pointing out that if it's all true, then even when atheists mess with the supernatural, they might find something. It's precisely for this reason that this would take him off the rails. So I'm over here like, okay, because I'm, you got to understand, like, I am oblivious to this stuff. I have no discernment at all. So I'm like, okay, what do I got to do? Because all I cared about was that stuff. I wanted that stuff. I wanted money. I wanted, uh, you know, to be famous. I wanted all that stuff. So she's like, hey, all you got to do is this. All you got to do is this, 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 this. I'm like, all right, cool, I'll do it. It was nothing crazy except me lighting some candles and like cooking some food and uh, I got to buy some stuff for my house and create an altar, right? And doing this didn't seem crazy to me because whenever I walked into some of my Spanish friends' homes or their stores, or they would have a little altar with candles lit and like some candy on it and like little statues of you know, baby Jesus and stuff like that. So... To me, I'm just thinking it's part of the culture. Like, oh, this is this is just something that they do, right? So after that was over, I 
did everything that they told me to do, right? I bought the stuff, I, I, I made my altar and everything, I'm lighting it and, and all of that stuff. And I did notice in my life, things seem to start like going well for me. And, and I'm, I'm not really equating it, you know what I mean? But I'm just like, I'm, I'm maintaining my altar. I'm maintaining, I'm like saying the things that they told me to say. Each one of the, uh, the candles had like a saying on the back. So I would just like say it. And then I would put it down and I, I knew that like, oh, the candy was for the baby Jesus one. The, so it was like, I kind of knew what I was doing, but I had no idea what I was really doing. But there was one thing that I always was looking forward to was the next time we all got together for, for this, you know, seance or whatever it is, right? Like something called Santeria. I'm just thinking like, all right, I don't know too much about God, what they're saying could be true if these are the saints that's awesome you know then then we're doing good here and why wouldn't the saints want me to have good things in life like this is the rationality that i'm using so i bought the beads you know i would always wear these beads these protection beads um there was this little uh formula they gave me to like i, I would dip it on my finger and like put it on me it smelled really good i, lo I looked at it like it was cologne that was that Then we, we go to another seance, right? We're doing the whole seance, everything, um, but she seems like more wild this time, right? Like she's going in, in deeper and she like takes beers and like swings it around the room, not like the whole beer, but like open, you know, so that, so that way the beer would, would get around, would get on us, right? She's like pouring wax on people and like just going around and doing crazy things. And so... There's, there was a few of the, the quote-unquote saints that she got possessed by that were, like, really, really weird, right? Like, some of them were just, like, like really happy. She would, she would get possessed and be, be, like, really happy and laughing and stuff. And it wasn't even, like, demonic laughing, you know? Like, it, didn't, it wasn't scary laughing. But when she became the baby Jesus right? Like, this was apparently a saint, was the baby Jesus, right? And like I said, I don't know any better hearing baby Jesus like oh yeah she's possessed by baby Jesus I, I don't know this stuff so I'm like okay I guess she is so she's literally like crawling on the floor like a baby and like giggling and like and like eating candy and and all of this stuff and I'm like yeah that's that's a little bit weird then she switches into uh, another one in where uh, I don't know the the name of the saint but it was a it was a woman saint like now now she was a, a woman so she's like walking around very like provocatively and you know and drinking more and each one of them liked different things so like one would like candy another would like beer another would like hard liquor taking it, it all there was no slow drinking a beer it was chugging like it was all like like gimme 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 then we go back another time it was at this one she got possessed by one of these saints and she like she cracked a glass over her head and smashes it on the floor with her hand and starts eating the glass. And I'm literally like right next to her while she's doing this. So she's she's eating the glass. And I'm just like, what the heck? Now I'm like, what is going on here? Right? So she's, she's eating the glass. And I'm like trying to rationalize it again. Of like, well, I guess this is to show how much power these saints have. You know, that she can eat this glass and it doesn't harm her. And... You know, then she, 
every single time she tells me a little bit about my life, things that I need to do, like people I need to get rid of, people I need to keep around. Like, and looking back on it, I'm like, she told me to keep the people that I definitely should have got rid of. Um, but you know, it was after that like glass breaking thing that I was like, this, this is a little weird, right? A little weird. Hmm. Okay. Let's talk about eating glass. Yep. If you're thinking it, it's true. There are tricksters who know how to wow audiences with the glass eating routine. David Blaine famously made a spectacle of it. And don't try to do this yourself. Like, at all. But it turns out that it has more to do with learning a special technique than anything else, at least for some people. After talking with John, that doesn't sound like what he's describing. But if you're still skeptical, remember, even if one thinks she was using trickery, the other seemingly supernatural elements in the story might cause us to view this in a more credible light. And I would say that, since I know what else is coming. Back to the story, as religious practitioners often do, John became lax in his devotional rigor. And this triggered a fascinating part of John's account that hits the brain just right to cause a strong eeriness to set in. I wasn't lighting my candles as much. I wasn't, um, you know, refilling. You had to fill up some little liquor on your altar and stuff. And I was just like ignoring it, kind of like neglecting it, right? I get a call that says, hey, John, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, ah, uh, nothing. Why? What's up? And they're like, the saints know that you're not taking care of the altar. You're not doing what they said. And they're mad at you. And, and I'm over here like, what? They're mad at me? Like, how do they even know? You know, like I'm losing my mind on this. So I'm like, all right, what do I got to do? Because you got to remember, all I cared about was, was making my life good like make, getting the things that I wanted. And I'm like, well, if these guys are gonna give it to me, if these saints are gonna give it to me, I, I want them, you know, I want it. So I'm like, what do I gotta do? She's like, you gotta have your own seance. I go spend like 400 some dollars on, on all of this stuff at the Botanica. Um, we, I buy all of this stuff, I do my little seance thing. And uh, I remember she told me, she was like, if you do not, continue to do the things that we tell you to do we are going to take everything from you we have no problem giving you all of this stuff but if you don't do this we're going to take it all from you and i'm like since when like since when would saints threaten you know what i mean like like what this is weird but i didn't care because i wanted the the success in life like that's what I wanted right so on the new year you do a cleansing right and in this cleansing they you know they wash you or or whatever and and like in a special thing you had to buy all this stuff right and in this cleansing they wanted my sperm and I still, to this day, have no idea what they did with it. I've had people reach out to me because, you know, in the uh, I posted a YouTube video about my experience of, with this. And I've had people reach out to me and tell me different things of, like, what it could be and everything. But I never found out exactly what it was. But they told me that it was for 
the cleansing and it was for like setting good things up for me, right? Like, because I guess that's where my life is or something like that. Everybody gets assigned a saint, right? Everyone gets like, uh, you know, yours could be Saint Michael, you know, yours could be baby Jesus, yours could be this. So everyone gets assigned one. And I think in this, uh, in this sect of Santeria, there's apparently like 21 saints, right, uh, that, that they worship. And so she asked the lady, well, how many saints do I have? Like how, for, for me, John, for me. And she says, all of them. So all of the saints were assigned to me. Now I'm thinking that I'm special. They've been involved in it and they've been doing these things for way longer than I even knew it existed. And here I am, the special one that gets all 21. I'm thinking I'm like king of the world, you know, like, wow, I am so special. A woman, supposedly possessed, sends John down into the darkness. And a very different woman would offer him a fleck of light. Actually, in John's words, she planted a seed. You know what? Let's just let him do this part. Then I go on the date. Right? I'm just going through the cycle and, and then I go on the date and in, on the date I'm wearing the beads right and the woman asked me I remember it specifically we were in Tao in Brooklyn right uh, it's a Thai food place I remember exactly where in the restaurant we were sitting like it, it like I could play it back for you you know so I'm at this date and we're just conversing talking to each other and she's like what are those beads and now here I am, this is a Latina woman, so I'm like, oh man, I'm about to earn so many points right now because I got the beads and I'm about to tell her about her own culture. Like, mm, I'm gonna, I'm winning tonight. Like, this is my thought process, right? And so I tell her, I'm like, oh yeah, these are Santeria beads, you know, the saints and blah, blah, blah. And, and I start telling her about it. And she's like, Really? Like, yeah. She's like, well, those are those aren't saints. Those are demons. And I was like, what? What do you mean? demons she's like yeah those are demons read this in in the bible and, and it'll let you know those are demons but i also was like yeah whatever this girl crazy like this is this is how i'm thinking like here i'm the i'm the guy with 21 saints of course this girl is crazy right right but that planted a seed that that planted a seed for me that seed would receive sporadic nourishment in the days to come. But in trying to learn about the origins of his new religion, John became interested in sorting out more of his tangled worldview. Since it planted a seed, I was like, let me go look into the origins 
of this stuff. This was my first deep dive into the origins of a religion. And I came to Christianity and Christian faith through doing deep dives into different worldviews, you know, just trying to figure out what it is, what are the truth claims that every religion and worldview is making and how do those hold up to what we know to be true about, you know, reality and which one just seems to be the most probable worldview. So I'm like digging into the origins of this and it, it turns out that this is, this was brought, um, it started in Cuba, right? But it goes all the way back to Africa because it was brought to Cuba in the African slave trade because they, the Africans brought their spirituality over and they were not allowed to practice it. So they disguised it as, you know, they disguised the, the deities that they worshipped. They disguised them as the saints, right? So, and that's like a, a, a short version of, of the history of that. But I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You guys are telling me that these are the saints. But how are they the saints if this is not even like Catholic? This is, they use this to disguise this. I'm like, they turned it into like some capoeira thing of like, you know, turn it into dance fighting so they could, so, so they could continue to train fighting uh, with, without the, the slave owners knowing what they were doing. Like, this is what you did, except with religion, you know, you, you, you took your African spirituality, put a Christian label on it, and just because you call something a saint doesn't mean that it's a saint. You're worshiping the original thing that it is. So to me, I was like, oh man, this is bugged out. But I'm still agnostic, borderline atheist. So I'm like, whatever, as long as it works, I'll keep doing it, right? But that seed was planted. At the risk of divesting listeners from some beautiful moments in John Clash's story, I'm going to cut to the chase. New influences entered his world. Professionally, he was working with a straight-laced, very theologically conservative Christian minister whose words caught John's attention, even if no one else really seemed to care. And occasionally, he'd find himself in the odd non-denominational church. He even went forward at an altar call on one occasion. But the real commitment hadn't come. Not yet. It was a slow revelation, you know? But he just was talking about uh, the new heavens and new earth and the new Jerusalem and, and all of this stuff. And he's, he's talking to people who ain't listening to him. You know, he's, he's telling all these people that I'm in business with and they're just like, they don't care. And, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this dude is right. He is right. So I went home and I tore down the altar. I didn't even know what I was doing. I'm like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and like all of that stuff, you know? And, and I'm like, I'm going absolutely like, like I threw it out. I, I threw some of it in the woods. I like smashed it and everything. And I was like, ah, I rebuke you. You, you got no power over me. And like, I'm, I'm talking to, I don't, I don't know what to do here. You know, I'm just doing what like I've seen on TV and stuff like that. But what was interesting is 
they were correct. They said, if you stop doing this, we're going to take everything from you. And it was almost instantaneous. My life started going backwards. Like my business slowed up. Uh, my The relationship I was in ended, you know, which obviously worked out for the better. But at that time, you know, it, it, it was devastating to me. I started losing friends. I started like, it, it just, things were not going right anymore. And I'm like, I, I had a choice that I had to make. You know, do I go light these candles again, like fall into the superstition or just, just so that way my life don't fall apart? And I was like, no, I, I don't care what they do to me. I don't care what happens. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stick it out. And through that period, uh, you know, things eventually got better. My business picked up again, like good things started happening. But it like really let me know the spiritual realm is, is a legit place, you know? And I'm not one of these like hyper spiritual, you know, everything's a demon. Like I'm not like that. Hopefully a lot of people will hear this. Some people are just listening because they want to hear an interesting story, but maybe there's someone out there, maybe a young man or a young woman who is in a similar spot to where you were and they're tempted by what they don't even know is Santeria or something similar. Um, and they're, they're being seduced by it. What would you say based on your experience to someone like that? Just research it. You know, we have a, a lack of searching for truth in this world. Like we, we live in this postmodern, you could have your truth, I could have my truth, they could all be true. Like we, we live in this society like that. But if you're going to believe something, especially something spiritual, like if you're going to go down a spiritual journey and say, this is what I'm committing to, you have to be aware of what it is you're committing to. You know, if you look at any of the, the religious leaders, they hold no weight when it comes to morally upright and, and loving as Jesus is. So if, if you find yourself going down a road, just make sure you know who paved it. Supernatural Stories is a podcast made by me, Braxton Hunter, and we'll be back with more Supernatural Stories soon. Make sure to subscribe where relevant. And as we're a new show, it would really help us out if you run over to iTunes and give us a five-star review and mention a couple of things you like about the show. There are those who claim to have seen behind a curtain. This is where they tell their supernatural stories. Hey, Supernatural people, we have another show called Trinity Radio, where we talk about worldviews, major world religions, atheism, philosophy, and the limits of what we can know. Check out the podcast or visit youtube.com slash Braxton Hunter.